0: Welcome to Passion Point Podcast, encouraging listeners to live from the passion that flows from a strengthened and authentically lived identity. Passion Point starts now. Welcome to Passion Point Podcast. Today, I'm so excited to have with me Cynthia Peña, who is servant of God, wife, mother, founder of the Girls Conference. Cynthia, welcome to Passion Point. I'm so excited for our time today. How are you doing? Won't you just bring us a greeting and tell us a little bit about, about you in this season? Well, I'm super excited to be here. It's an honor. It's a blessing. I'm super
1: um, excited of what God is doing in this season with the girls conference. I'm super excited with just so blessed and honored to be able to
0: be God's hands and feet. So. At, you know the, the girls conference for the, the people who are listening you know they're we're going to unpack that a little bit for them later um, but I want to start with asking you to tell us what lights you on fire like what gives you life and fills you up with joy in ways that just just like overflows I, I think it's giving grace from which
1: grace I receive I think God is giving me so much uh, the Lord is just Filled me with His love and His mercy and His goodness. That that's what I want to give back. So how can I do that? It's in whatever way I can serve the Lord is is what what makes me um, on fire or makes me move what makes me do anything. Is that knowing that I'm indebted to the Lord and I want to do whatever He called me to do, whenever He says and how He says it. And so that's that's what
0: moves me serving. I think about that in, even in my own context, right? Because for me, I know very clearly that I have, I have several passions because none of us have one passion, right? Uh, but they all tend to flow back to that one passion within me, which is empowering others, right? You and I have known each other for a while, we've got to travel together and do some ministry together. And that's always been exciting because I love watching how you have just stepped into this vision that God planted on your heart. I, I believe that when we find that that lights us on fire, um, you can't help but want to like dive into that, right? Yeah. Um, the Girls' Conference, tell us tell us what that is. Tell us about the Girls' Conference.
1: Okay, so the Girls' Conference is um, geared towards like, 12 to 19, like that 13 to 19 years old, a teenage, um, crazy wild years of like, oh, yes. am I going left, am I going right, am, am I saying yes, am I saying no, and they're just, I mean, we've all been there, you yes. know, of like the world pulling you in all these different ways, and the Girls Conference is to show and to is designed to show the girls that they are loved by a father in heaven that he loves them, that he chose them that he anointed them and he's placed them here for a purpose and he's filled them with gifts and talents not for themselves but for the church for other people and so that is the, the core of it of like we want them to know how loved they are and that even though they may not receive it from their family maybe they may not even have a mom maybe they might have a dad maybe they're living in a in uh with the mom and stepdad whatever their case may be god loves them and mm-hmm. chose them and that's what we want them to to know when they leave the conference we want them to know god loves them and that no matter what they go through no matter what they face no matter what struggle comes
0: their way god is there so you just had the girls conference last week this is number what year eight years eight yeah,
1: it would have been nine if
0: COVID would have been. Yeah, so, <laughs> COVID kind of messed with a lot of things, yeah. right? But um, yeah. what has changed from like that first year to what you saw and experienced in this past year? Uh, what has changed? So much has changed. I think um,
1: when you first start something, I think that sometimes it's not always clear. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always like, I'm like, okay, God, you gave me this, I know it's you, but, and if it's you, you'll provide, you'll open the door, you'll do what you have to do. But the first year is like, okay, a lot of like, don't do this, do this, don't do this. And so it's a lot of
0: learning. And Hold that thought, Yes. <laughs> did y'all hear that? It's not always clear, <laughs> It's not. Clear. but eight years later.
1: Yes, it, it becomes more clear of like, I think after, even after like the fifth year, going into like the fifth to the seventh was more of like a clarity time Mm -hmm. of like, that's like, wait a minute, let's make, let's, let's clarify things that are going on here. And, um, but you can't stay at like, it's not clear. I'm going to stop. You know, we can't as, 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 um, as a body, I think as a person, as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus, you can't just stay there. If the disciples would have just been like this is too hard, I'ma stick here, I'm gonna stay here, we would have never heard the gospel. But you have even when things are hard, you have to yeah. keep going. So from seeing the conference the first time, it was kind of like um, okay, let's give classes, let's teach Jesus. And then now it's like there's so many other leaders involved, so many congregations, so many um, people who have different, and you know, different denominations or whatever it is, but we all come together for this one need, and that's the need to share the gospel
0: to this generation. So, yeah. how does how does your passion influence the way that you lead in this movement?
1: I think um, it influences in the way of like it's not about a one person, a person like us, you know, mm-hmm. it's about Jesus and when it's about jesus i think everybody's able to see that i think that when you're when your passion is clear when your vision is clear um god places those people who need Mm -hmm. to be there that will connect with his vision and that will do what he's called us to do and so when i see all these leaders come together and they really grasp like um this year something that's never happened one of the girls she was at the table she was part of the group of the leading group and she says i don't know who came up with this but this is so amazing, and I just started crying because I was like, that's it. It's not about, oh, Cynthia, it's not about this person or that. No, it's about Jesus and what he is doing in the in this generation. And so being able to share that, being able to, and I always tell the, all the leaders that come, I'm like, it's not about, you're going to see, it's not about me. It's mm-hmm. about, I want to give you the opportunity to use your gifts and your your nice. talents to serve the church, to serve these girls. Because your story, their story, will change one of their lives. And I always say the same thing you said in our prayer. God, even if it's just one. I don't, like, the place can be filled. But even if there's one who has an encounter with you, we did what
0: we were supposed to do. So let's take a few steps back. Yeah. Where did the vision come from? Like, like, how did, how did this process begin? Like, tell us about the seed that God placed on your heart.
1: So... Um, when I was younger about 12 years old my dad passed away mm. and um, I never had a relationship really with him I never I don't remember anything good about him mm. I don't remember like I remember just the really bad bad things we had to live in our home and, and, my, and, their, and my mom and dad's marriage um, and I never had anybody to really guide me I tell me go to school do this I don't remember that um, and as time passed and then um, I, I had a best friend my sister and she passes away so it's just a really really um, tough time of like yeah. nobody really being there to encourage me nobody really being there to tell me you know you got this like uh, don't do this don't do that it was just kind of like figure it out it was figure life out on your own and so the heart of starting the conference was I want to give what I never received I never had anybody to tell me God loves you I never had anybody tell me he's your father I never had anybody tell me um that I was loved by anybody and so I think that's what led me to so many heartbreaks or or Mm -hmm. bad relationships or just things in my life because I never I never had that You know, and so from there I wanted to just get back to these girls that I see today after you know, almost fifteen years of ministry of like, wow, there's such a need for them to know who they are, that they're looking for their their identity in so many things that the world has to offer.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and so I was like, Okay, Lord, like I hear you loud and clear. Help, help me to put it into into play. Help me to, maybe people are going to think I'm crazy. Maybe people are going to say, like, you? Like, this girl? Like, that doesn't have a dad? That didn't have a, No, this girl? Like, who? Are, who is she? And I always say that, even when a Christ, I would go to pray, and say, God, I'm, like, the girl without a father, without a mother, without a sister, without, you know, a lot of things. A lot of, I didn't finish school. A lot of things like that come into my mind. I was like, God, can you use someone like that? Me? Yeah. And, but it happened because who God is, you know, because he's faithful, because he's forgiving, because he's merciful and because he's my father
0: and because you were faithful and because you were obedient and because you let that seed that God planted in your heart germinate and, and be lived out in passion. And I watch and see a lot of the, the, the leaders, right? Uh, A lot of the leaders that are working with you now in this movement in this initiative because you know it could be called the girls conference but it really is a movement yeah. um, and in this movement i see a lot of these young girls who were the first ones in like year one two and three right they're leaders now yeah. and there's something about that right there's something that that touches in our heart how does that impact you to see the difference that you living out this passion to serve this generation in this way is is touching the lives of like these these young girls who you saw come and be broken and fall in love with Jesus at a girls' conference. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think it hits home very. I mean, very very close to heart because um, my niece actually um, she she I I mean there could be many stories, but I always like yeah. to pick hers because she told me directly. She's like. She says, Nina, I'm so grateful that you do this. Mm-hmm. And I would have never, because I, I try not to, like, be with her when, at the conference or anything. And she's like, I'm so grateful because I didn't want to marry a man. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to marry, I don't even know what a relationship looked like, a good, healthy relationship would look like. And I don't know at one what time or who said anything, I don't know what happened, but she left that conference saying, I want to know Jesus. <sighs> And so, and she came after a couple of, two years after that, and now she's about to, she's engaged, going to get married. But I'm just thinking, like, just being able to see Jesus move and change these hearts of the girls that, like, started from, like, even the girls that started, like, year one. And now to see them on worship teams, to see them, you know, uh, serving in their church, to see them serving outside of their church, to see them just... Walking in what God has called them to do and just to say that the conference had a little tiny bit to do with that it Honestly, like I don't I don't even know what to say like yeah. God is just who God is and Uses who he wants to use and chooses who he wants to choose and
0: and we just have to say yes And I'll go Lord send me If anybody knows me they know that my favorite saying is that God expects from us a yes and amen, right? Okay. and, and <laughs> Yes and amen, because yes is like the, okay, let's go. But the amen is the actual commitment, right? And and that yes and amen that we can give God, um, we don't, when we don't know what the heck is happening, when we don't know where we're going, when we don't know where the resources are coming from, when we don't know what to expect, our yes and amen, um, God uses exponentially to create a ripple effect, right? An impact. Um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer. This, this whole podcast, Passion Point, is about living from passion, right? The passion that flows from our God-given identity, a strengthened identity, right? That we can be living out authentically every day, right? It's not about um, what happens in church. Church is important, but it doesn't happen in church. It's like in the everyday life, right? And the way that passion flows from our identity means that we need to know who we are right? Tell us, tell us some of the challenges that, that you have faced. You told us a little bit, right? Losing your dad, losing your sister, kind of feeling that absence of a support system. When you start walking with Jesus, you're now in this, 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 new pathway. Tell us about some of the challenges that, that threatened or distorted your identity in ways that impacted your ability to be authentic um i think there's a few things that have I, a lot of things that
1: happen <laughs> but just a few um i think a lot of it was when um a couple of things well i'll mention both um my mom when she passed away already knowing the lord mm-hmm. um, we didn't have a good relationship at all um but when she came to jesus mm-hmm. oh my gosh that's the mom i desired my whole life mm-hmm. you know um and so when she passes away i'm like uh, like I don't have that I go to like somebody to pray yeah. for me, like give me advice. And my mom was like me, and like she would just tell me this is not right or like this is not okay. Or when she would see like even with my husband, she would say you need to learn to iron right because you know your husband needs iron pants. And I'm like I don't know how to iron, mom. And she's like get out of here, I'll iron for you. Yes. Yeah. Um, things like that underlying manipulation I'm like yes no, I'm never going to learn that I'm just kidding but having that happen and then a few years later my mom um, you know trying to get over that like was really hard for me even as a believer because even though I put on a face of like everything was good because sometimes you feel like you have to you have to put on a face of like a fake face of like Everything's good, I can still go forward because that's what you're taught. Um, and so, until I was able to really just kind of sit down and say, okay, no, let me deal with these emotions that I'm yeah. feeling and just deal with that. And then, um, and know that my mom would want me to yeah. to be living out what God has called me to because I remember her praying for me, like she used to live with me. So, I remember early in the morning, her you know, she was yelling and screaming in her prayers. And I'm like, whoa. And I remember those times. And I'm like, I know my mom would want me to be living out what God has called me to do. And I was like, okay, I'm good. Everything's going good. And then, boom, uh, my husband gets deported mm-hmm. for three years. Um, And I think that was tough because he's always been, like, very, um, like, he's been the breadwinner in our home. He was the, he was, like, the one that kind of kept it all together. Mm-hmm. And even though I would do like ministry, it was more like the back end of like keeping everything together and making sure everything was good. And and so it was a tough time. Um, I think I, there was moments where I was just like, oh, I don't know, like, do I keep going? What do we do? Um, it was times also where people would come and just say, hey, you know, you're really going to wait for your husband. And I'm like, you're really a Christian telling me? <laughs> Am I going to wait for my husband? And so um, there were moments where literally that me and my husband would we like, what do we do from here? Like one year passed and it's like, what, what do we do? You know, like, um, and I think it took about a year for me to really just say, okay, no God, I'm gonna trust that you're in control. I'm gonna trust that whatever, whether it's him being there, me being here, whatever it is, I know that it'll work out for good. So I'm gonna trust you, and I'm just gonna walk and yeah. trusting and having faith that you are already in tomorrow so i don't have to worry about it and so i said i'm going to keep serving i'm going to keep reaching i'm going to keep doing what you call me to do and i know that at your timing which is the best you have the best timing it'll work out everything will come to into it and then two years comes in life i felt i think after my second year i felt my strongest i felt like nothing could break me i felt like nothing was what could be too hard for to that i could face in that time that would break me, yeah. and because I was like, I felt so connected to God. I felt like, mm. I felt like God was just walking with me every day. I felt like Him. I could hear Him so clearly on what He wanted me to do, and um, and then two and a half years passed, and I'm like, okay, God, it's up to you. And I know my husband was having, you know, a hard time of having his faith too, and I was like, I had to be that strong one in order to tell him like don't worry like god's got us like don't worry god's gonna do something don't worry and all through covid and having to deal with that and him losing his job and having to provide for like my home his home and like and i was like no god i think this is hard like how am i going to do this and it ended up working out and i never lost my job during that time um god was faithful through every single thing like I still did the girls' conference, you know. Yeah. After that, and I was just like, God showed me His faithfulness, even in my weakness. Yeah, in my weakness, I was able to see that He was strong.
0: Mm-hmm. And in
1: my in my times of like, I wanna like just maybe sit here, I can feel God saying, "Keep." going mm. keep it moving yeah. you know like my plans for you have not ceased yeah. what I have for your family has not ceased what I'm going to do in your kids and in your marriage it has not ceased and even though it may seem like it's dark and it may seem like there's no way out there is a way out there is like you know you just have to be confident in that God is in control and that's what I was able to do and just get through those three years and when we get the approval it's like I
0: literally just sat there like that's when you get to
1: just sit (laughs) i know and the lord told me don't be so quick here's what happens as believers we want to be so quick in in um singing our victory song we want like no worry we want to like tell the testimony of how good it was and we want to be so quick sometimes it's not that quick yeah sometimes god has to take you through a whole whole process in order for you to understand what he really wanted to, to show you and it was for me, was that my husband is not my God. That God is my God. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. even though, like, yes, God is the one who gave him the strength to provide for our home, but it's God. It's not my husband. Yeah. God is my God, and my husband is my husband. And that sometimes we want to put other things in the place of mm-hmm. God, and we cannot do that. And so God showed me, no, I'm your father, I'm God for you, and yeah. then he's your husband.
0: Yeah,
1: And my kids, like, seeing me they would always say like, "Wow, mom! Like, I don't know how you did it. Yeah. Mom, I don't know how you did it." And to them, to be able to see that in me is like they didn't see me really like all messed up or something like that. And they're like, "No, mom, you know, you encourage me that when I face hard times, yeah, I can get through it." And I said, "Well, then I did something, you know." And that's what it is. I just feel like, you know, no matter what happens in our life trials and tribulations that cannot stop us from seeing the real vision that God has further, more over there than than what's right here in our face.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, and I think that's what helped me get get go forward. That's what helped me continue is knowing that God is already over there. Cheering me on and saying, Come on, you can do it. I'm already over here waiting for you. And that's what encourages
0: me to continue, even after all the trials and, and everything I had to get through to get here. Praise God. God. It's, you know, it, one of the things that, that we often hear um, is, oh, the devil's trying to keep me down, right? And and I'm always pushing back, saying, stop giving the devil so much credit, credit, so much <laughs> yeah. power. Um, it's not that important to be giving him that much credit for, you know, the, the trials in, in life, right? Life is life. Life is a roller coaster. There's ups and downs. Um, If we don't go through trials, if we don't have situations that we have to live through, then how do we grow? How do we learn, right? Um, We have to be able to take ownership of that, but we have to be able to hold on to God, right? We have to be able to cling to God. And knowing who we are and whose we are, Mm -hmm. and and that constant reminder from God, right? No, I am your father. I am your God. Um, It's such a reminder to walk fully and authentically in who we're created to be. God did not create you as someone who cowers from you know all of these situations and the proof is everything that you've been through right I I know the same is true for me right been to hell and back Mm -hmm. but I know who my God is and that helps me remember who I am right the more we know Jesus the more we know us Mm -hmm. right we're made alive in him and in that process of, of of God planting that pa- that passion within us right so that we can connect to that which gives us life which we're most you know fluid in that we we flow in that we impact the most people in right also means that God is going to surround us with people who help us along this path who are some of the people that have impacted your life and why like who who have you seen living out their passion that has impacted your life.
1: That's a tough question because um I don't know if it's just God in my story, but there's very few people that I can say I've seen live out a life full of passion. And including that's one one of you, I when I message her, I was like you probably don't even know this. I was like, um, but just watching you, I was like, man, our our pastor is like, a, she's a woman and like on fire. And that's why I see you. It's like, and not only that, like a mom, like I see how loving and like from afar, like you are with Cassie and to see your relationship with her. And I was like, I've always desired to have that relationship as a mom and daughter. And, and for you to always believe in me um, when I don't really see it in me, to me. You may not know that but you have and just to take the time to sit and listen or give me um, advice like that's literally changed my life like mm-hmm. you have no clue. Mm-hmm. So thank you <laughs> and also another person I think who has not I think I know who has just lived I could say it pastoral bit mm-hmm. he has always just been this light and in he has just encouraged me in so many ways and believed in me yeah. when I didn't believe in myself.
0: Shout out Pastor Obed and the Titus Foundation. <laughs>
1: Amen. Um, and he just—I told him like I don't belong in anything you're doing. I don't. I'm not worthy. You know. And um, I can laugh about it now, but I really did. I said, "No, I'm like not qualified for what it is that you're doing." And I remember him saying. Quit saying that, you know, like, don't say you're not qualified, you know? Yeah. And he told me, you know, God called you and he yeah. uses you. And I said, okay. And, I, and so for, um, he's always just believed in me and seeing the work that he does yeah. and seeing how many people he empowers and, and how he connects the church. And I just love, love, love his, yeah. who he is as a, as a person, as a pastor, as a friend. How important is it for you to live out your passion? I think that it's important to me to live out my passion because my kids depend on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I and I was just sharing with my with my son yesterday. We have the most intimate, good conversations. Me and my kids, and because they're nobody's little anymore. Yeah, me. they're all seventeen and up, and um, and so. With my oldest, I was telling him, I was like, "My decisions today have to pave the way for you. Mm-hmm. So I have to live in my and in, in my passion. I have yeah. to live in in my walk, truly stand firm in my walk with Jesus in order for it to benefit you." Yeah. And he was, "What do you mean, mom?" And I said, "I have to pave the way for you. Mm-hmm. And what I do, what you see me, what you see me do, has nothing, nothing can compare to nothing. What God is going to do in mm-hmm. you and in." and your children yes i will because before me there was no believers but yeah. starting with me yeah. you are now a believer you love god you you serve god you know i love to see him in his leadership and what god is doing in him and all my gifts and all three of them and i say that's that's what makes me move that's what makes me passionate about serving jesus in whatever area he calls me because i know that i'm paving the way for my future generations Hmm. that nobody paid for me, but I get to for my kids. And that is what moves me, that gives me so much like, so much like, how do you say, excitement yeah. and like passion to, yeah. to be able to see my kids live out their their purpose is, and I say, God, let it let it be me, Lord, lead them in your ways. Let it be me to to teach them that they don't have to go like look for yeah. but that they have that um, confidence to come to me. And I get to share with, them. my youngest, she's the one that's like more bold, and she's like, "All right, mom, yes, like I, I can do this and this and that, and this my, and I love to see them just serve God with all their heart, and I, and I get to pave the way, and that's my responsibility, that's our yeah. responsibility, yeah. you know. Um, I think it, it's in Titus where. Uh, We hear like older women teach like younger women, and it's our responsibility to teach them God's ways. It's our responsibility as believers to teach this next generation, and so I feel that that's a responsibility God has given me is to teach this generation of who He is, because nobody taught me. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to pay. We have to. We have to pave
0: the way for them. There's a responsibility that that comes with living in a strengthened identity, right? Um, there's a facade that living in the distorted identity, whether it's because people have imposed things on us, people have imposed expectations, you know, want us to fit into certain boxes and certain criteria, or we have done that, right? We've we've also been, you know, um, complicit, right? And so in, in this process of thinking about. Um, knowing who we are fully and walking authentically in that God-given spirit led identity Mm -hmm. means there's responsibility because in order to live authentically you have to know who you are and knowing who you are means that you know whose you are and so in in that process there's people watching and we never know what life we're impacting and that's such an important thing right there's those that we're intentionally seeking to impact but when we're living out that passion that flows naturally within us, we're not working so hard to try and please people. Yeah. We're living authentically in who God has called us to be. And God takes care of impacting the lives that need to be taken. Yes. I'm about working smarter, not harder. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to be a hypocrite, I never have. And so like trying to live into something fake doesn't fit for me it causes me stress my shoulders tense up I you know I, I all my bones hurt and so I like to it's you know, I, it is it's exhausting and I, I just you know the the work of kingdom is so important you know it's not about one church it's not about one doctrine right it's about one Jesus that came and gave us life died on the cross resurrected on the third day right and the spirit that we received to be able to live out that passion. So when we can't find passion, when you can't find passion, if you're trying to figure out um, what am I passionate about, what are my passions, what sets me on fire, Um, think about your relationship with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to let you know the Holy Spirit is who teaches you more and more about Jesus every day. And so your passion is like your GPS to to your purpose. So passion leads to action, and action is tied to your purpose. And so when we're busy just being busy and doing things, when we're just engaged in doing this and doing that and following titles and position and wanting to be seen on platforms, it's hard to understand where the alignment connected to Jesus gets lost, right? And how distortion happens. But we can, And, and thank you so much for sharing your story, for living authentically, for doing what God has called you to do with such passion, uh, with such faithfulness, um, with such authenticity. Um, I, I am a fan and I love watching and, and praying for you from a distance and seeing how God is using you. Um, your humble heart is, is is attractive. Your humble heart is, is such an attraction that people come like magnet to that because they see in you what they don't necessarily see in everyday life. And so thank you, Cynthia, for being Cynthia and for doing that just so faithfully and giving God the glory. What advice would you give to our listeners? What's one piece of advice you would give them about about living from that passion that flows from their identity? I think
1: um, you have to come to a point of being tired of living like other people want you to live. Mm. I think you have to start living in that each day may be your last day. One day, like today, may be your last Mm. day. And if you didn't, and you're too busy trying to fulfill other people's shoes or fulfill what other people want you to do, you miss out on all that God wants to use you for. Yes. And so once you let that, aside and you put it down and you say okay god you know what me and you what do you want from me then that's when you start to live wow that's when you start to live because you're like oh i don't have to live for what other people want me to do this is so much easier and when you just like say you know what god here i am send me whatever it is in the background and the front and wherever you want me to be i'll go and that's been what it is mm-hmm. so you're
0: saying i'll go lord And say yes and amen. Yes and amen. Friends, thank you for being with us today on Passion Point Podcast. Hope you'll share and I hope you'll subscribe because really want to create a revolution of passion-based living from the God-given, spirit-led, authentically lived-out identity that we each have. We're all unique and you have a purpose. Find your passion, cultivate it, unleash it, and seek to live authentically from the passion that flows within you. See you next time on passion point podcast.